Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, a podcast where I talk to my friends living around the country about all things uh, NBA hoops and life and whatever else is going on. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can tweet at me at on the line underscore pod. I'm on Instagram at on the line pod. You can send me your NBA, real life, or fantasy questions at on the line pod at gmail.com. Last, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you get podcasts, I would greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. My guest today is Matt Hobby. Matt is an actor, writer, and sketch performer based in LA. You've seen him in shows like Young Sheldon and The Grinder. He was named as a comedian to watch by Time Out LA. His comedy show, American Town Hall, runs every month in Los Angeles. He is a big time hoophead, a big time Chicago Bulls guy. So let's give a call to Matt Hobby. Am I on the line? Oh, dribbler. <laughs> What's happening, Molly? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Hey, I hear you crystal clear. I just want to tell you right now, you sound great on those uh, on those earbuds. Oh, fantastic. Thanks for digging them up. Uh, how are you, man? What's going on? Man, I tell you what, uh, it's night and day from the last time that I saw you. Oh, or The I know. last time we spoke yeah. for the pod. I remember, if you remember, I was I took the call in my car yes. in my shared apartment garage. I was just thinking. And I that. am taking. I'm taking this call from the backyard of the house oh, that my. I moved into. Oh my goodness! Wait, so you have a backyard? You have a backyard. Bob Dylan said it best when he said the times, they are a change. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Well, I want to tell you, first of all, that your wife, Mary, reached out to me. Apparently, she listened to the podcast or whatever it was because she, she's like, hey, I just want to let you know, we packed up our place. It only took 10 days. It didn't take three yeah. weeks. So, haha. I was like, oh, You really wanted me to eat some crow, so I got to eat crow. Hey, I think uh, yeah. you and I are both eating crow on that one because I definitely didn't think you would get out of there in 10 days. Um, but kudos. Well, those, those were 10 trustful. Days. Yeah. Oh God. Those I remember that. Well, yeah, that's when I was in, uh, the last time I was in LA, I reached out to you about watching whatever it was, something or other, maybe NCAA games or something like that. And you were like in, March you were in the throes of painting <laughs> your apartment from what, like green, uh, green to white or something. Worst. Yes. Yes. I made the mistake of, uh, not priming. The oh, rooms geez. I should have primed. Yeah, and uh, for and our listeners, for our listeners out there, prime those walls if you're going to be painting. Prime the walls off the line, listeners. Please. Uh, yeah, yeah. I but I bought. I also bought the cheapest paint you could possibly imagine. It was thirty five dollars for five gallons. Jesus, <laughs> where did you get paint. that? Uh, it was Lowe's. Yeah, and they have. It, it it has no brand name. It literally just says maintenance paint. Oh my it god! It just says maintenance paint. Oh my god! And uh, so you got what you yeah. paid for. It. I want yeah. I want to leave a review for it on the Lowe's website. I'm not a <laughs> I'm not typically a review lever. No, but I want to leave a review for it that just says this paint tastes terrible. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. So are you all settled in at, at the new place now? Well, we're pretty settled in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we love it spacious backyard taking taking calls doing podcasts from the backyard i mean we've got we've got garden boxes man we're living the dream right now oh god i uh, I hope we can i hope we can stay forever that's all of course um you keeping up with these nba playoffs oh baby am i ever so last week i had lustig on the pod and we were talking about how like the first round of the playoffs 
like why it is they've been so fun and we kind of like boiled it down to uh among other reasons like there's just been a lot of great like underdog stories a lot of kind of like out of left field storylines that kind of like really warmed your heart whether it was like ricky mm-hmm. rubio finding a jump shot drew holiday uh jalen brown and tatum playing so well simmons Absolutely. ben simmons emergence even the pacers such a fun story Dwayne wade playing so well all these really great stories I don't know about you, but for me, it feels like the second round has been a bit of like a coming back to reality. Are you there? Yeah. Are you there yet? Like, big time. Has the bubble maybe was, burst a little bit? Um, <laughs> the whole like the whole first round was like there's a there's a new guard. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. there is a new wave of NBA yep. players. Donovan like, Mitchell. LeBron's yeah. going to seven games. Right. We got like Donnie yes. Bucket. We got. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons, I yep. mean, like the Sixers. All these, I mean, like, you and I were texting the other day. We were like, the Sixers could do it. Who else could possibly win the <laughs> East? I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. And now, and now it's like, oh no! I think I think Boston's going to run right through them. And wow, like you're there. You're already you know, there. No, I'm not totally. There. I mean, but, I thought. Uh, okay. I I but I am like when Indiana lost. Cleveland yeah I it felt it felt like all of a sudden we were all on a ship and it was like I thought there was wind in these sails and there's (laughs) the breeze seems to have died down (laughs) and we're just kind of floating in still waters now you know what it is Um, I had a mirror I had a mirror on the show a few weeks ago and um it made me think of the Jeff Van Gundy podcast that uh Van Gundy did with Zach Lowe at the beginning of the season when Van Gundy was like look it's inevitable. The Warriors are going to win the championship. We shouldn't even bother playing out the season. This is pointless. It, the whole thing is so pointless. The Warriors are just going to win. And I feel like over the course of the year, we develop these little narratives. We, you know, we just, we love the sport and we want reasons for, to be engaged and excited and we want hope. So we like hang on to all these amazing stories, whether it's like, no, Ricky Rubio is amazing or Donovan Mitchell is like, he's going to be like one of the next great players or, you know, look how awesome and exciting the Sixers are. Ben Simmons, he's this, like, transcendent player. Look, the reality yeah. is I think we're coming like, like we're coming back to the mean a little bit here in the second round. You know, like, those were great. It was great to have fantasies. It was great to have pipe dreams. But, I mean, let me ask you, do you feel like Houston and Golden State is at this point just kind of an inevitability? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. I yeah. mean, I, I think like I, I, the, the problem for the Jazz, right? So I think the Jazz, gosh, well, they didn't have they didn't have Rubio, and Rubio yeah. was a good on ball defender. So like, I, I I hope is he back tonight? No, he's not. No. Yeah. So you can kind of basically like chalk yeah. this one up as probably a toast as well. Yep. So, I mean, dude, I saw so the writing on the wall asking, as soon as as soon as he went down. You thought it was four out of five. Yep. It's like, well, that's never going to happen. It's not so going to happen. It just feels like um, the the problem for Utah is. I mean, even if they had Rubio, I don't know that they really win the series. Exactly. But yeah. It feels it like helps. they needed they needed full strength, and and it's also like the Rockets expose. They don't match up well with the Rockets. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like they, they they just don't like because all you have to do is play a little bit small and pull Gobert out and then you know you, you, the anchor of the defense kind of is pulled out of the paint and and he doesn't do enough 
offensively really to like crush you when you're a team that can yeah. score, you know, 140 points. Right. I mean, the narrative um, about that matchup has been like, hey, look, it's the league's best offense versus the league's best defense. This is going to be really something. And I think that probably oversimplified a little bit. At least I feel like yeah. I oversimplified a little bit the degree to which Utah was playing well offensively with Ricky Rubio against Oklahoma City. And granted, Oklahoma City is a totally different beast than playing the Rockets, right. obviously. They have but to get to the basket. There yeah. was something to be said for what was happening with Rubio. Uh, I mean, they're playing Mitchell at the point right now because they don't have any other option. And it's like, you know, Mitchell and Joe Ingles are basically sharing time at the point. And God bless. I love Joe Ingles. I mean, you, you know, him. Joe Ingles inspires confidence in guys like you and me, you know, like pick up basketball players like you, you and me. Right. But I mean, yeah. it's like one day I could maybe be Joe Ingles. Of course, <laughs> of course. But the reality is when Ricky was playing, you know, he manned the one that slides uh, Donovan down to two. It just, it, and the whole process becomes much deeper. It's less pressure on everyone. And, um, you know, like they're, they're feeling his loss for sure. So, um, well, there's just so little room for error with yep. a team like Houston and a yep. team like Golden State, like, and they're also just, just better. Like, lights out. It's like Houston. you're not going to catch. You're not going to catch like the Raptors. Like how the Raptors missed like 15 out of oh 16 shots, or oh my God. like just their last 11 shots of the of the uh, regulation. You know, yeah. you're like, Ugh, that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. With, uh, Golden State or Houston. So. I'm curious if you've had, um, you know, <laughs> all all of that, uh, all of that, like cynicism on my part aside. I'm curious if you've had a favorite um, playoff story, whether it's like a player or a team, or it's e- even if it's just like a concept or like a trend or a way people are playing. Um, you know, for me, I was saying to Adam last week, it's been super fun to watch Old Man Rondo. And seeing like how far the Pelicans can go, I think it's like I think it's so great that Anthony Davis. People are like remembering again that Anthony Davis is one of the premier players in the league. I think it's really important for him to have a big playoffs. And it's you know even if even if the Pelicans lose, it's it's just great that he's getting a moment. Um, I'm wondering yeah, is there right. is is there a team, a player, a story about the first round or two of the playoffs here that you've sort of attached yourself to that you've kind of just loved watching each each couple nights? Uh, you know, I I was gonna say that the thing that has been really really fun. Well, actually, no. Here's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I uh, as miserable as the Bucks Celtics series yeah. was, yeah, I watched every game, and uh-huh. you know why. Uh huh. Because uh, when we went to summer league, yes. I I had never played some sports bet before, mm-hmm. and we were we went to a sports book and we were like, "What's a fun, what's a fun little Dude, bet?" That whole experience was I so put, amazing. I've never played a sports bet yeah. either, and like just two guys, two guys like walking up to the to like the bookkeeper or whatever, being like, "Hey, uh, so how does this work here?" Hey. <laughs> Hey, we're just fellows with money, and uh, we'd like to place some money. Couple of chaps, couple of chaps in town hey, for a couple uh, of days. Uh, how does this? What do all these numbers mean, huh? Yeah. And uh, uh, we actually we did pick the right guy. Like yeah. he did not blow us off. No, he was not like you guys are idiots. Get out of here. <laughs> no. Um, 
which I, I don't really think any casino in Vegas is going to be like, no, no, no. We don't, we want, don't your want your money. Your money. Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but we put in a bet on the Milwaukee Bucks to win the East. Yeah. Um, hey, man, I'm not which, mad about that bet. I mean, in hindsight, like – like I, I pick three or four of like the great players in the East and look, they all have a shot. You know what I mean? Like they really all had a shot. Granted, Giannis didn't have the supporting cast around him, but like, no. I don't know, man. Like, look how there's a lot of mediocrity in the East. I don't feel bad about that. Bet. Anyways, continue. I don't feel bad about it either. And it was also like, you know, it was meant to be a long shot. It was like, Hey, if this pays out, oh, it's yeah. going to be fantastic. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's like pay the, for us to go back to summer league the for odds. Years. Yeah, the odds um, were so odds absurd. Were, I think the odds were like 40 or 60 to 1. Like Insanity. They were yeah, if you hit that. Um, I mean, and it was like they've got one great player, and maybe yep. they'll figure it out. Like maybe Jabari comes back and he's good, yep. which was not the case. But, yep. you know, so I watched every single game of that <laughs> intensely. <laughs> intensely. Yeah. And um, it, it made me... One, uh, reframe my opinion of Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. Um, he's not that great. No. And because um, uh, when they got him, when they got him from uh, Phoenix by, by unloading Monroe, who they didn't want anyways, I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go. Here and then the go. Kyrie right, injury right. happened, and I yeah. was like, oh, baby. Oh, baby. This we is are us. running. This is we're, us. <laughs> we're sprinting downhill. Yeah. We are sprinting downhill all this money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then reality set it when it was like, oh, no, they still can't really beat anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, hey, do people, oh, and do, after, yeah, firing kid, it was like, oh, man, maybe, maybe, maybe. No, no. Do people like playing with Eric Bledsoe? Granted, I, 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 I know this is probably impossible for you and I to answer because, like, what the hell do we right. know? We're just like two guys talking on a podcast. Right. But um, oh no, I text with Chris Middleton all. Oh, okay. Okay, so you have inside yeah, intel. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, no great, problem. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know that. Uh, you know, in 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 a little bit, we're going to talk about some of the teams that are still left in the playoffs, and then some of the teams that have been eliminated. And for the teams that have been eliminated, like, what are some off season objectives? plans, ideas, whatever. And when it comes to the Bucks, I've just been sort of stewing on this idea like can you win? Can the Bucks really do much with Eric Bledsoe playing the point? I'm not totally sure. Um you know, I just don't know that people uh, is he a good teammate? Uh does he make anyone better? Does he play hard on defense anymore? Um I don't know. I think it's fair to wonder about some of those things. I mean, you know, he doesn't die on screens the way that some people do, but yeah. I, I do think that, like, they just need way more shooting yeah. than they have. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, the veterans that they brought in just haven't, like, done it. You know, like, nope. I think they, they overspent on that, on Del Vadova, and then he was injured. You know, like, yep. there's just, like... There's so many problems with that team, you know, and like they weren't super well coached. They don't have and, a coach, you yeah. know. They weren't, you know. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know Joe Prunty. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I wanted to, I wanted him to succeed to do well. Um, but you know, it's just you just kind of, I it it's very hard to know what they can do. Yeah, how they can improve. They're kind of like they, they kind of feel like the Pacers before yeah. the Paul George trade, where it was like. We're just kind of going to be the seventh or eighth seed, 
we're going to get eliminated and we're going to, you know, keep doing uh, it again next year, <laughs> keep doing it again next year. Yeah. And we're going to like ruin this prospect's career. Basically yeah. like this massive superstar's career, you know? Well, the one thing and about then, the NBA you know, maybe is, Giannis goes yeah, the one thing about the NBA is it's just people, fan bases. I think, um, there's so much excitement about the league that fan bases are pretty impatient. You know what I mean? So yeah. if something looks Definitely. stagnant, you almost can't afford to just sit on it anymore. You know what I mean? Um, So I expect the Bucks to upgrade things. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know what the answers are, but I'm I'm just not sure Eric Bledsoe is uh, a long-term fit there. But, you know, one of the other stories, Matt, that I was thinking about, um, things that I've been, like, keeping an eye on and rooting for, and we sort of, like, touched on it before, is I'm sort of low-key wondering, as we mentioned before, if there's a possibility that Boston can eliminate Philly. Like, can a gritty Brad Stevens, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, Tatum and Brown, Aaron Baines-led team pull off, like, a Houdini act against the Sixers? I mean, you know, it it felt like a foregone conclusion that Philly was going to advance. I mean, you and I have been texting about this, that, okay, you know, Philly is the future. The Sixers, you know, the Sixers are here. Just pencil them them into the finals, Shaq and Penny. But are we maybe uh, underestimating, like, how smart and intuitive and just, like, resourceful Brad Stevens is? And that team, you know, look, they are, if nothing else, gritty. Um, and Brad Stevens gets those guys to play above their heads. This is like, you know, this is the guy that coached up Isaiah Thomas, you know, uh, last yeah. year. And um, I don't know. I, I definitely think there it, is a scenario where Boston can advance, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think there are certain things that happened in game one that aren't going to happen again. Like Terry Rozier is not going to go, what, is he five from seven from three? Oh, no, no, no. It, it was like... I, uh, seven for nine. Yeah, it was like seven like, for nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, uh, according to what I've read and heard, Terry Rozier, Terry Terry, shoots, shoots incredibly at home and yeah. then doesn't shoot as well right. on the road. So, right. like, I think as, as Terry comes back to earth and with some of the adjustments that they'll make um, with uh, with regard to, like, like Philly's adjustments, uh, on defense, I think it'll be a fairly balanced series. I definitely think uh, Boston can win out. I mean, yeah. like Jalen Brown wasn't playing that game. Like Boston is just those guys. Like, and this is what yeah. I think is the, the Brad Stevens effect is that all those guys play with composure. Like, uh, you know, if you think about the end of the Pacers Cavs, they like everyone in the Pacers was terrified, like, because it was like, we might knock LeBron out. You know what I mean? Yep. And they were, and you could feel that they were like, Oh my God, we might do it. But what if we don't, but I think we can, but what if we don't? And like that, the idea of like, they're thinking about the moment they're in rather than just being in the moment, and just playing basketball, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it feels like at least in that, first Philly Boston game it felt like there was some stuff of like we might be the b- the best team in the east right. but wait are we maybe we're not are yep. these got you know like yep. like they looked uh you know real uh discombobulated by Boston's defense yeah this is the thing about mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean, I, I think the, something that I've kind of been harping on for a few weeks now, and I, I, I've been on the, the Sixers bandwagon for a while, but I will say that, like, 
they look young and inexperienced and turnover prone. Like they, they just look sloppy yeah. to me. I mean, like they yeah. have all the talent, they have all the God given talent in the world. They fly around the court. They're fast. Um, you know, Embiid is great stretching out to the three point line, et cetera, et cetera. But they play fast and loose and turn over the ball. Like you can, you can get them to make foolish mistakes. And I watched right. that Miami heat series, uh, the, the heat Sixers series pretty closely. And, you know, um, Philly won on talent, but the Heat played them really well and really hard, and yeah, like forced yeah. them to make some mistakes. So I, I, I think there are opportunities for the Celtics to capitalize. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, Boston's up one zero. Um, game two will be. This Who do you pod- take? Let's just let's just let's just like we got to make a we got to make yeah. a stand right now. Okay. Who, who are you taking? You take Philly. Um, we're talking for the series, right? For the series. Do you think Philly in ha- So think Philly? before before the series started I said Philly in six. Now I would still probably say Philly in six or seven. I thought I suspected that um Philly would get one of these two games in Boston, and I thought that Boston would get a game back in Philly and uh it would shake out from there. Um you know, I, I I still think that like at the end of the day, Philly has probably the more talented team. I think Boston is deeper without question, um, and you know they're they're both going to have to make adjustments. But the reality is that like players like Terry Rozier, you know Rozier, uh, I think he what, what what was he like nine for twelve or eight eight for eleven from three the other night. He's going to come back to the mean. Al Horford shot, uh, had 26 points on 10 of 12 shooting, um, you know, which is incredible, but he's going to come back to the mean. Uh, So I I, I, I don't know. I mean, Embiid was fantastic in game one. He had 31 points on 12 of 21 with 13 rebounds. Redick was great, had 20 points. I mean, is it fair? Can like we attribute some of Philly's losing in game one to just being rusty and and having time off? Um, I know that's like not... Totally the answer, yeah. but I mean, there maybe there is no, some I think, of that. I right? think Boston. I think Boston played above their usual level. I think that's like fair to expect them to to regress. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say I'm saying Boston and six. Wow. I Good know, for you. I know. Good for you. I know. I just think that like I'm not angry with return, that pick at all. Yeah. The return of Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. has really made me believe in Boston's defense. Yep. And they had, I, I think they had the number one three-point defense in the league okay. this year. Yeah. Or it, like a top five. They've been like top five in three-point defense like every season since uh, Brad Stevens joined the team. And it just feels like they, it seemed like the game comes easy to them. You Dude, know, and I, I mean, think that they're also just throwing like a Swiss army knife of guys at Ben Simmons. We, you yeah. know, like the truth it, is Embiid did, you know, like Embiid did his thing in game one and they still lost handily. I mean, they threw, they were throwing Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Tatum, um, uh, Marcus Morris, Aaron, ba- Aaron Baines, Aaron Baines yeah. was on Ben Simmons. So, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. There's they just have really so a, many people to throw at bad defenders. There's not really bad defenders on the Celtics and like, you know, they don't have obviously like a, a Kyrie esque go get you a bucket scorer yeah. really. Yeah. But like the only 
two rookies who are playing significant minutes are Tatum and Ojale, right? Yeah. And and Ojale is not playing like no, I he, think like monster he, minutes. He's a big player. Yeah, yeah. But but like you know Jalen Brown, as much as everyone wants to be like Jalen Brown's young and he is super young, like he played in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah. Like he has he has as much playoff experience as I mean he's probably got. He's probably got as much as J.J. Redick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. the Clippers went out in the first round every fucking season. Yep. So, like, it's not like, as much as J.J. Redick is, all, you know, we were gushing about him on Texas yeah. the other day, about how he's, like, yep. he's hip enough to yep, be yep, a yep, sixer, yep. even though he's kind of <laughs> the old guy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, and they definitely have experience with, with uh, you know, Bellinelli's won a ring, but like Bellinelli's never had to be like a real. Yeah, he's never uh, had the responsibilities on other teams that he has on this team. He's never been like a core cog yeah. in the machine. Absolutely. You know, since since yeah. he was on like the the 2012 Bulls or whatever, whenever he played for the yeah. Bulls, they, it was like him and Nate Robinson. Um, yeah. Here's the anyway. other thing: is Jalen Brown? Yeah. Jalen Brown didn't play in Game One. You know, he's nursing a hamstring injury. So, like, they won that game, and Jalen Brown, who, towards the end of the Milwaukee series, was dropping 30 points a game, hasn't even played. He hasn't even played yet. No. It's like, you know, they just have, like, I think Boston's They're deep, man. They're so deep. Yeah, their floor is so much uh, higher than Philly's floor. Because, like, you know, I think Ben Simmons had, like, seven assists and eight turnovers or something, six assists and seven turnovers. Right. And, like, it's like if Ben Simmons doesn't play well, like, Philly's toast. Yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Yeah. And, like, he is, like, a very calm, very confident, you know, rookie, but, like, yeah, you know, if if you can, if you, he's kind of like I don't know, he's kind of like the boss in in the video game where if you you know he's the head. If you cut off the head, you kind of right. don't have to worry about the rest. All right, so you got you got uh, Boston and six. Write it down. Put it on the board. <laughs> there it is. All right, let's um, take a look at uh, Toronto and Cleveland. Uh, we have the Cavs up one zero. Um, what a game! So we are recording this currently on Wednesday. This will come out on yeah. Thursday. Um, so, uh, the, the game one happened last night between the Cavs and the Raptors. LeBron went 12 for 30 from the field, including one for eight from three. I mean, he was just completely inefficient, but the bottom line is the guy is so freaking clutch. He drags the team, um, his supporting cast. I mean, these guys finally showed up. J.R. Smith had 20 points. Corver had 19 points. Jeff Green had 16. Tristan Thompson had 14 um, you know, outside of Kevin Love, who I think was only something like three for 13 from the field, his supporting cast really showed up. Um, give me a thought or two here. What did you see last night that you liked from the Cavs? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, it, it, this is so I think when you talked about re, uh, like returning to the, yeah. the norm of yeah. basketball, yep. like, when it was all of a sudden like, hey, oh, yeah. the Cavs uh-huh. are going to play the Raptors in the Eastern <sighs> playoff. What do you think like, is going to happen? Oh, God, like it was so. Yeah, it's like it's like when someone know, is dude. like, oh man, you know, uh, you know what I want to watch? I haven't seen it in forever. <laughs> right. Is uh, is Flight of the Navigator? And you're like. <laughs> I promise you that movie doesn't hold up. No, yeah, like, like you're fine. You're fine. It's like, oh, did you see that new yeah. Adam Sandler movie? It's like, you know what? I'm not. I don't need to. I, you know, like I'm. I'm actually good. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. I watched 
that game last night, and I was just like, I, I felt like every time I looked, I would watch five minutes, and the Raptors would like go on a little run and be up like thirteen. Yeah, and then I would be like, okay, I'm gonna go play with my daughter, <laughs> and then I would do that for you know for five ten minutes, and then I would be like, let me check on that score, and then it would yeah. be like, oh, the Cavs pulled within yeah, five. It's a little closer, and yeah. then I was like. It just kept doing that, like all game, all game, all game. Yep. It kept being like, I was like, how are the, I feel like I didn't, I watched that whole game and I didn't see the Cavs score. <laughs> Yet somehow they were always like within striking distance. Know, man. And when it was like four minutes left, the Cavs were down eight. I was like, oh, I know this. And yeah. then I saw like Kyle Lowry taking like off balance, long two point jumpers and yeah. DeMar DeRozan going into his old like, Yep. You know, ISO fake ball. left, spin right, yep, 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 uh, yep. ISO moves. And it's like, those are great moves. They would work on me. But, like, LeBron's yeah. been destroying you with that exact game plan yeah. for so long. And, no, man. I mean, uh, I saw the writing on the wall with this one. Even when the Raptors beat time. the Wizards, it's like, I th- what did the Raptors won in game six or seven against the Wizards? Remind me, was six. it six, right? Six. Yeah. So in game six, four, three minutes left in the fourth quarter, they really won that game because of a bunch of clutch, savvy plays from DeLon Wright. And God bless. Like, DeLon Wright is a wonderful yeah. young player. But for me, it was Absolutely. like. If that's the recipe for them being successful, then they're in more trouble. Like they're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They're in much more trouble than like people realize. And I went, yeah. you know, that game last night with with the Raptors and the Cavs. It was like you could just see there was blood in the water, man. And LeBron, let's face it, he's still in their heads. I mean, he's in their heads. And they they just, I mean, the Raptors lost that game. I mean, as much as the Cavs won it, the Raptors lost it with, like, bonehead plays oh, by yeah. Jonas Valanciunas, can't put the ball, like, you know, two feet two feet from the rim, can't, can't put in a layup or a dunk. You know, he must have missed two or three dunks with under a minute. He missed, like, he missed like three bunnies in a row a couple times. Yeah, it's and, just... And it's like, I mean, that shit happens. But, like, I guess yeah. this... Uh, I, uh, okay, quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. Quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. I was watching that... I was watching Jonas Valanciunas trying to tip the ball in three times in yep. a row last night. Yep, yep. And I was like, I was like, you know, he's so tall. Like, seven-feet tall guys are so tall. And I was like thinking basketball, like, you know, I've been reading a lot about the wolves. Sorry. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of uh, going yeah. off on a tangent, no, but, do it. but I've been reading a lot about the wolves and there's all this talk about Andrew Wiggins and like yep. Andrew Wiggins not performing up to his talent Contracts because and, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. maybe he doesn't care about basketball. And it's like, when I think about like me, like I'm so far from the hoop as a guy who can't jump at my height that like, that like it's ha- like scoring a basket is legitimately hard. Yeah. Right. But when you're seven feet tall, scoring a basket, it's not hard. It's just a tap. It's <laughs> just right. You're right there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so like the idea of like, we, we expect from these players that because they've given, they've been given these physical gifts of being like super tall and, you know, obviously like crazy athletes mm-hmm. that, that they should, that they should be in love with this game that we love. But the game for for the people who watch it is very different than the game for the people who play it. Because yep. when we play it, we don't play it like they play it. And so it made me think that I want like a short guy's league. 
Like, <laughs> I want like yeah. a short, like a like a short professional basketball association. Amazing. Like the 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 SNBA SNBA. Like, if we could have SNBA, <laughs> which would be like nobody oh, over man. six three, yeah. right? So yeah. like, how the tall? tallest guy yeah. is the size of Derrick Rose. Wow. And like they is can Van, be quick, is Van Vliet they can be fast. is Van Vliet under six three? I'd love to get Van Vliet in there. Oh man, big time! Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. He's the commissioner. Freddie plays he's the commissioner and the player. Oh, fantastic! But like I think it, I actually think that that would be a really fun league, compelling it league. Would be, yeah, it would be super. It would you know be a lot about shooting. Yep, and it would be like, I mean, like you know, think about like how exciting it is when like Donovan Mitchell skies for. A like put back rebound. Yeah, dunk. a rebound. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That would all of a sudden be the only put back rebound dunk you could have. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You're not going to have some like lumbering seven foot tall guy who can who can literally put the ball in the rim, basically standing on his tiptoes. Like it would just be. I think it would be so much fun. Okay, sorry. That was I love it. My I love it. <laughs> my short guy riff. I love it. I love it. My all short right. NBA riff. So. um I don't want to spend too much time on the Raptors and the Cavs, but who do you have here in this series? Is it, uh, do you like Cleveland? Uh, uh, yeah, definitely Cleveland. And how many? And I just think it's going to be like, I think it's going to be five games. Yeah, I honestly me too. think, me too. I honestly think like, I learned a lot uh, last night watching that game. Yeah. I actually think Cleveland's going to win the next one in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're going to go back to Cleveland. Cleveland will drop one. Mm-hmm. And they'll finish him out. Yeah, Toronto. I mean, Toronto just so has that. Boring. It's so boring. They oh, have that look in their eyes, so that boring. deer, deer in the headlights look in their eyes, and it's it's it sucks because you know on paper they're arguably better and deeper than the Cavs. I mean, the Cavs are tired, and the Cavs were you know this team the the Cleveland team's been playing together for I don't know two months. And um, there's yeah. so much promise in Toronto. That's why it's just so infuriating. But not the guys, not the guys that are actually playing. Right, right. I know. Like everybody, like there's this narrative of like, oh well, Cleveland just kind of came together, and it's like outside of George Hill, it's literally J.R. Smith has been there for the whole <laughs> Dude, time. That's Kyle Korver was there last year. Yeah, come, LeBron, come crunch time, come come crunch time, and it was uh, definitely the case in Game Seven versus Indiana. Who did they run out there? LeBron. Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, yep. Tristan Thompson, yep. and, and Kyle Korver, who's you know still relatively new on this group. But hey, that's the core of the team that won the championship. And like you know, yeah. push comes to shove, that's who Ty Lue rolled with. Um, yeah. So I got I got the Cavs in in uh, in five here. Um, let's talk. You a got little... the Cavs in five as well. Yeah, I got you the Cavs five? in five. Yeah, I got Cavs in five. Yeah, and I never would have said that. On a board. I never would have said it, um, you know, even a week ago. But that game last night, I was like, yeah, the, these you can see it in the Raptors' eyes. They're just they're not ready for this. Yeah. They don't want any part of LeBron, and he's in their heads. Um, real yeah. quick, can you give me a thought? Let's talk real quick about the Milwaukee Bucks, the Washington Wizards, the Miami Heat, and the Indiana Pacers, all of whom have been eliminated. And yeah. um, uh, just a quick thought about what each team maybe needs in the offseason. We can start with the Bucks. Um, it seems like, you know, for starters, we need a coach, right? We uh, Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not sure Joe Prunty is the guy. They have to sort of no, address whether they're keeping Jabari Parker. He's a restricted free agent. Um, 
I mentioned my issues with Bledsoe. I'm not, I'm not crazy yep. about him. To me, he's not like the most, you know, whatever team guy. And then I would say a big takeaway for me from, from this playoff series against the Celtics was like, Thon Maker has moments where he's really energetic and really involved yeah. on the glass, yeah. blocking shots, but it's just inconsistent. So if there's some way, yeah. somehow they can get some consistent effort out of Thon, I think that would be a big difference maker. I think, I think, uh, uh, you know, it's not going to be a miracle cure, but I do think that like if they can get a great coach, yep. that's I think got to be their first priority. It's got to be an attractive I, job, I man. Right? I mean, like, hey, how'd you like to coach a, this generational yeah. player who's what twenty three, twenty four years old? You know, like you could get Fizz, man. You could try to get yep. Fizz and yep. like let him just come in and and you know he's obviously a great coach. Um, you know, his time in in Memphis was consistent and like. Um, you know, I think Memphis always had like one glaring weakness, but maybe from that he's he'll have some solutions to Milwaukee's one yep. glaring weakness. Yep. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I would say start there and then gotta get a you coach. know, you you got to because like I don't know they have these players that it feels like should do it. You know, I'm an old Tony Snell head. <laughs> From uh, from the from Chicago, Chicago Bulls, okay. I'm a Snell head, a Snell, a Snell guy. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're on Snell, Snell Island. Snell yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you. Yeah, I'm on Snell Island. Uh, that's really funny. You know, in the neighbor the neighborhood I grew up in was called Snell Island. Was it really? And, oh uh, my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived in Snell Island. Thank you. Um, anyways, um, but like I, Tony Snell is such a he's such a weird player because he'll yeah. play really really well and he'll look great. He'll look like the three and D wing that you need, and then he just gets quiet and he gets hesitant and he doesn't shoot anymore. And it's like. I don't, you know, I obviously have no idea what's going on, but it's just like maybe the. I feel like that's the thing that a coach could fix, right? Like I think Tony Snell kind of got broken by Tibbs, and then I'm sure Jason Kidd wasn't too much different than, than Tibbs. You know, I, I feel yeah. like Jason Kidd was a yell at your yell at your players guy. Yeah. So you know, maybe I don't know if Tibbs is is not, but like, um, you know, if you can get a coach in there who can who can like work with him, talk work to with people, someone, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. then like. You you've got some pieces that are that feel close. Yeah, it's, and like yeah, yeah. You know, I I think they let uh, the market dictate what Jabari's worth. Yeah. I, I I don't think anybody's going to offer Jabari Parker a max. Okay. After two knee surgeries and but, the way he played in the playoffs, don't worry, the Knicks like, will definitely do it. <laughs> the Knicks are gonna do it. The Knicks are like, oh, that guy's Carmelo Anthony 2.0. Let's let's pay him max dollars. Him. He's yeah, only yeah, had yeah, five knee one. surgeries. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, God let's bless. Do it. Yeah, um, yeah. I All think right. uh, that that would be my solution for them. Okay. Uh, what about the Wiz? Um, I read a quote. This is uh, from John Wall directly in his uh, in his uh, end of year press conference. Whatever he said, I quote. I think it's pretty obvious. I don't need to point it out. I think the way the league is going, you need athletic bigs. You need scoring off the bench. You need all those types of things. We don't have any athletic bigs. I mean, Jan Mahimi is older. Gortat is older. They're not athletic guys, but they do the little things that permit them, that permit their game to help as much as possible, period. 
I mean, so that's some some pretty strong stuff from John Wall, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, you knew he was going to try to burn Gortat because oh, Gortat was fucking burning him off. It's Gortat. I mean, it's pretty strong I love stuff. Gortat. Gortat's like Gortat's like I've got enough money for like seven generations of my family in Eastern <laughs> Europe. I do not I need John Wall's approval. He's like all my mohawked children <laughs> are, are yeah exactly fine and accounted for. Uh, I mean, hey, look, that's great. I mean, I'm glad John Wall has identified that he likes some athletic bigs on the roster, but the reality is like moving these salaries around is a lot harder um, than just, yeah. you know, hey, it's, you know, everyone's everyone's a genius when they're just uh, playing, you know, GM from their couch. But I don't know if they're actually going to be able to get I mean, in this is what I would say. I mean, listen, John Wall, obviously an excellent, excellent player, but they look really good when he was out and yeah. i feel like What's you've got i mean i'm not gonna say that Sadaransky's an all-star say it but yeah uh he was pretty close yeah. like yeah. he was balling out it sounds so, like you're me, wondering whether there is whether it makes sense to to find a replacement for john wall someone who's maybe 80 percent of john wall and move that contract yeah. for something else yeah like, okay. uh, this is the thing, is that you've got, so Ubre can hit a corner three, right? You've got mm-hmm. your three and D wing. You've got your pure scorer in Bradley Beal, you know, who can kind of score every every way you need. You've got um, uh, Sadoransky who can kind of like whip the ball around and create a look, create opportunities for other people and, and you know, score reasonably. Yep. And... You need. You, I think they. I think. I don't think John Wall's wrong. I think you need like an athletic big. Yep. But like, could you flip Wall? I mean, who wants Wall? Who 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 could be? A de- where could Wall LeBron? land? How about how about John Wall says? Uh, uh, I mean, Wall is a it, Wall is managed by Rich Paul Clutch Sports, right? Uh-huh. So maybe uh-huh. maybe he makes a deal with LeBron and says. Hey, you know, I'll come to Cleveland if you stay there and and I'll be Kyrie's replacement. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the math works. I don't know if it's even remotely possible, but I'm trying to think of teams that need basically a veteran ready, you know, like a veteran all-star proven point guard who aren't in like developmental mode, who are in a win now mode that don't currently have that roster. Right. Um, oh man, we gotta get on the trade machine. Yeah, um, I want to head over to the Western Conference, but real quick, anything you want to, yep. uh, anything on Miami or Indiana for their off season? You know, Pat Riley's gonna definitely look to shake up that roster. I, I kind of floated the idea. I think I floated this idea to you and Kavner. Was like, I'd love for Miami to be a Kawhi destination. I, it feels like they're one elite. One elite offensive creator away from um, being able to do things because they're a very, very gritty, hard nosed defensive team. Um, Definitely. Obviously, much easier said than done acquiring Kawhi Leonard without breaking up your core. But um, yeah, the tough thing is that you'd, you'd have to give. Yeah. You got to give something to get that. something. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you'd have to give Drogic. You'd yeah. have to give probably just Winslow, Winslow or, and, and Josh Richardson, probably. Sure. And like, I do think that like Winslow looks like he's coming around. Yeah. You know, like, what is this? This was his second year in the league. So, like, um, you know. I, he was in the Chris Stapps draft, wasn't he? I think it's his third year. I think it's his third year in the league. Third year, yeah. Okay. You know, he's a function. So maybe, he's a good you know, functional like player. Four, I mean, but, but I mean, he's probably twenty-two. So yeah, like, t- he's still got time to develop him. So like, yeah, he's going to continue to develop. 
you know, he's he's looking good on defense. He's starting to play with some swagger. Yeah. You know, he looks tough. What's and your then, gut? Like, is is your gut is Hassan Whiteside on this Miami Heat next, team next year? Ah, it's going to be so hard to get rid of him. Yes. I mean yeah, like just because I don't of money. think Who's gonna Who's gonna be like? Oh, I want a, a difficult center who can't shoot three. <laughs> who has attitude like, problems with a massive contract? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, unless yeah. they're gonna, unless they're gonna attach a bunch of assets to it, and then I could see like the Bulls being like, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll yeah, do it. yeah. Like we'll we'll let him keep us terrible for one more year. Hey, for Indiana, um, I- Indiana, the Pacers. Um, what are we looking for here? I mean, probably I would guess probably more perimeter. Uh, playmakers to play alongside Oladipo. I mean, like they they discovered this, you know, diamond in the rough, Victor Oladipo. He seems like a piece. Yeah. So I, Gosh, I, yeah. I, I would say like we, he needs more help. He needs Miles Turner. He needs more help. He needs Miles Turner to stretch it out. Miles Turner just needs to step up. Like yep. Miles Turner looked lost, and like I, I, you know, I was super high on Miles Turner fantasy wise, yeah. and then like just watching him play this year, I was like, he doesn't look good at all really like <laughs> 12, he was 12 pretty, points, six mediocre yeah yeah and you know it's just kind of like I, I mean i thought like for most of the season sabonis looked more legit than him mm-hmm. and i mean i think they can keep them both and and make it work but like uh he's got to diversify man he's got to diversify that skill set i i'd say like Get him out to the yeah, three-point line. Who's like a better version of Darren Collison? Like Collison had the best three-point percentage in the league this year, but I think that's kind of like lightly deceptive. Like he's not airing out like eight threes a game. You know, like yeah. um, hmm. I think he was. I think he was like a solid, dependable point guard. Yeah. I also think like yeah. There's just there they they had these like John Wall destination. No way. No There's way. Too many people who want the ball. In their no hands. way. No you way. Know, like, <laughs> yeah. The thing about Collison is that he he's fine to run around off ball and try to get it, try yeah. to get something. You know, try to yeah. get a corner three. Like yeah. he's down to stand in the corner and like yeah. John Wall, while well, he's down to like put his hands on his knees and yeah, he needs and, the rock and watch. Yeah, he wants to dribble. He, needs, dribble, dribble. he wants yeah. the ball. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. you've got Oladipo for that. I think they just need somebody maybe a little bit better than Thad Young and. Um, yeah. All right. And maybe like like a secondary scorer off the bench. Sure. Sure. You know. Yeah. They didn't really have that, did they? Not. Mm-hmm. Not really. No, they had like Corey Joseph, and and like yeah. you know, I I think Corey Joseph is a probably a great guy. I think he just opted in today for eight million dollars, so he he's back in Indiana next year. <laughs> um, Go, Joe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good for yeah. Him. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I would take eight million dollars. Sure, to be we all would. Out. We all would. Hey, yeah. let's look at the Western Conference. So we have the Houston Rockets playing the Utah Jazz, and the Golden State Warriors playing the Pelicans. Um, Houston decisively took Game One. James Harden had forty-one points. The Rockets oh. won one hundred and ten to ninety-six. Um, you know, look, the Rockets have to be expecting adjustments from the Jazz, more energy. Um, you know, game one, they played without Ricky Rubio. He's not going to be there for game two. It just seemed like we were talking about before the ball was sticky. It didn't move around quite as, as well as it, um, as when Rubio's out there. So I don't know. Um, how do you see this? How do you see this shaking out? You got Houston in how many games? I got Houston in, I'm sorry. I think they're going to sweep the jazz. 
Hey, I think it's going to be a sweep. I, I just don't see yeah. where the Jazz are going to get points. Like, yep. as much as I really like their players, and I love it's a great like, story. The Don the Donnie Mitchell experience. Yep. I just feel like all the cool uniforms in the world <sighs> are not going to be able to keep pace with yeah with you know. Yeah, I'm like, right there, Houston man. Has, so many guys off the bench. I wish like, I wish I had the balls to take you. the Rockets in four. I'm taking them in five, but I I fully support what you're saying right now. It just they look yeah. over, they look overmatched, and look the, yeah. the 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 Jazz. That's a wonderful story, you know, like that they got to Absolutely. the second round. Like everyone is thrilled in Salt Lake, and they're Absolutely. going into they're going into the off season so optimistic about their future and how to get better, they and can. there's room yeah. for growth. The Rockets are not in that mindset. The Rockets like expect to be in the NBA Finals, and it just seems like that's the direction that this series is going. You know where yeah. it's like. I mean, I think that like Donovan Mitchell is going to be hot take coming. Hot take coming. Go ahead. Uh, I think that Donovan Mitchell is going to be the person that everybody wants Russell Westbrook to be. Interesting. Interesting. Like elaborate. Because Donovan Mitchell can like take over games. He's uh-huh. a freak athlete. Uh-huh. Right. His game his game is predicated on athleticism, right? Yep. And but I do think that he's not as erratic as Westbrook. And that yeah. could just be that he's young. Well, but it like, also seems like Westbrook is a very emotional player. Like it, I would say at times his judgment almost seems clouded based on how emotional. Like he seems like he gets emotionally caught up in the game and tries to just do everything on tilt, right? Like, yeah, and yeah, and just try to like outmuscle and be more athletic than everyone. And I almost feel like Mitchell in time seems like a steadier hand, right? Definitely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that comp. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think, and and for that reason, I think people are gonna want to go to Utah to play with him, like, like in a way that I don't think anybody really wants to play with Westbrook. Yeah, like, you know, Ugh. I think PG PG went there because he was like, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was like, send me to Oklahoma City. Oh, I want to watch there. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, you know, like. He didn't pick that. And so, you know, nobody picked, nobody chose, you know, just yeah. like Oklahoma yeah. City knew they needed to do something. Yeah. And I, I feel like uh, Donovan Mitchell is like exciting enough. There's like hype. He's got like this good, he's got a good smile, man. Like, I, I feel like yeah. I hate that that's a, I think that's a real thing. Like, yeah. you know, I think people don't want to play with John Wall. And, and that yeah. is because, Every time John Wall does something good, he mean mugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I hate yes. I hate mean mugging. Yes. I just think like you did something great. Hey, celebrate. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. Like I understand like, like you're the, not tough. The, the sort yeah. of like Yeah. <laughs> the mat the like the testosterone and the and the like, yeah, you know, the excitement. But it's like I think that can make you smile instead of like yeah. put on a weird, angry pout face. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I when oh, you, it's oh. like hey, you have nothing to pout about please your life is yeah. fine yeah um and i feel like in these post-game interviews donovan mitchell looks like he looks happy well he's a he kid looks so happy yeah exactly like, because he's happy to be there and it's like that is i think that goes a long way to making people want to go play with him yeah like oh man yep 
if I'm Paul George, do I go, hey, ooh, maybe I ooh. go to maybe I go to Utah ooh. to get a rock solid center. Ooh. I can stretch the floor. Me, Joe Engel, you know, wow. like he could kind of fit right in there. I like that a lot. I like that they've got, a lot. They've got. I think they've got a decent, like a good cap situation. I don't think they've overspent. Like, you know. Let's look into it. Why not? Yeah. Hey, uh, we got. Although I, I bet Paul George goes back to the Eastern Conference because he's like, I want to go. I want to go to the fucking final. <laughs> uh, Warriors versus the Pelicans. We got Golden State up two games to none. Um, I can't. I can't even watch this series, man. Really? I can't even watch this series. Wow. No, because it's just it's the inevitability thing. It's like, yeah. Uh, did did I really think Steph was going to come back and not and not do what he whatever, did? Whatever thirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not he had twenty eight points, like, seven rebounds last night in his postseason de- yeah. debut, returning from a grade two uh, MCL sprain. I mean, he yeah, he looked great, man. He looked great, and it just. I have to say the uh, the Oracle Arena was buzzing. I mean, that place was really, really loud last night. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, give the Pelicans credit. They're playing hard. They hung in there, especially last night. They hung in they there. Did. They were right there, but... Um, God, I, I just, I, th- I think, I think the the Pelicans are outmatched and it's just destiny. I mean, I have, I have Warriors in five or six. I mean, six is probably... I, I want to say six because, um, you know, I, I, I want to give the Pelicans like their due diligence and give them some whatever cred, but it's probably going to be five, right? I don't even think they're, I don't think they're going to get one. I mean, oh, I think like, oh. you got it. I think you got to think that their spirits are crushed down. Yeah. Their spirits are crushed right now. Right. Like, I think, I think in these sorts of like major underdog situations, you need, you need some hope early. And, like, I feel like game one, they got completely torn apart. Yep. And then in game two, when Golden State didn't play that well, yep. they still lost. Yep. And so you're going to go back to New Orleans. New Orleans is not, like, a home crowd advantage place. Like, it's not like Oracle, where people are going to be going ape shit. you know? It's like just going to be uh, it's going to be like another Tuesday night game for the Pels. I mean, I'm sure it'll be filled out, but like, I just don't, I don't see them finding a way to get yeah a game, which kills me because I love I love uh, I love Drew Holiday, I love Nicole. Lemire, yeah, but, man, you know, it's it's like we were talking about before. I love playoff They're Rondo. Such I mean, a I, fun that's what story. I was say when you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, they're just such a fun story, but that's not a reason yeah. for a team winning a series or even a game. No. You know what I mean? Like, or even a game. It's like Amir was saying a couple weeks ago. It's like you can't make these decisions with your heart. You have to make them with your head and your eyes. It's like just look at just look at what the Warriors are doing. Like they're they're yeah. they look invincible, like as as invincible as ever. So um, yeah, yeah, I I, I got the Warriors in five or six. Four- they still have four of the best, what, seven players in the league? Disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. So gross. They have so, they have so much more talent than anybody else. And by the way, Draymond, you know? I don't know, last time you looked at the box score, Draymond is playing out of his mind in the playoffs. He's like almost averaging a triple double the last, through the Spurs series and through the first couple of games against the Pelicans. So it's just trouble, yeah. man. It's just bad news. Real quick. Um, Thibodeau wanted to draft him for the Bulls. Did he really? Foreman and Paxton. Yeah, Foreman and Paxton. 
Oh God. Oh, that's, that's gotta be a bitter taste. Um, killer. I mean, he probably wouldn't be the person he is. If of he wasn't course. Playing a long time of course. Guys, right. Of Everything's course. about fit situation, but yeah. Um, before I, I want to throw a gambling thing or two at you, but before we, before oh, we yeah. do that, let's talk anything oh, yeah. off season wise for the Spurs, the Timberwolves, the Blazers, the Thunder, anywhere you want to begin. Maybe should we begin with OKC? I mean, I, I guess the big thing on the docket there is Paul George. What happens to him? Um, you know, Carmelo I think, Anthony. I think, yeah. Yeah. Melo just seems like a sunken cost. I think he's on the hook yeah. for another like 28 million. Um, they got a lot of big mm. decisions. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like you do not think Paul George returns. I, I don't think he will. I just feel like given that they got bounced by a younger team with no stars, with yeah. one star in Rudy Gobert. And, a, and an emerging star in in Donnie Mitchell, like yeah. I just don't think he goes back. I, I think he's gonna if unless I don't know. I mean, unless he's really foolish, I just feel like it, he would just be wasting time. Yeah, um, well, I don't think his agents will let him do that. I mean, let's be real. Uh, you know, Paul George, uh, this guy's got to eat a little bit of crow too. I mean, he was a complete no-show in Game Six in the elimination to the to the Jazz. I think he had six points. Um, and 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 same with Carmelo. I mean, I think Melo averaged something like ten or eleven points for the series. Um, and halfway through Game Six, or or in, in the third or fourth of Game Six, he had five points. Um, he's Melo is a stiff on defense. He doesn't move the ball. He isn't rebounding. He's a net negative. So, I mean, I think it's fair to say that the, the OK three as they, as they were dubbed in the off season of Westbrook yeah, Durant yeah, yeah. Uh, of, of Westbrook um, PG 13 and Melo is not, it just doesn't feel like a workable solution. Um, no way. But you know, the, the thunder have some nice role players on their, on their team. You know, like uh, Steven Adams to me is one of my favorite players in the league. I mean, the guy plays hard Great every guy. night, Abrinas, yeah. Jeremy Grant, Corey Brewer. So there are some team oriented players in place. Um, I would make, I would obviously make a play to keep Paul George and try to move off that Carmelo contract. If it's possible, maybe, who is, I think Bill Simmons or, or someone I was listening to the other day floated the idea of hey, maybe you try to offer him a buyout. Maybe like offer him half his salary and say like, we'll offer you half your, half your money that you're due and let's just like cut bait. I don't know if it's that simple, but I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot it could to be, be. Done. I mean, yeah, you know, if he had a chance to go play with LeBron or go get on the Rockets. The Rockets, you know, right? Like, I mean, that seems like the one. The, he could take the Joe Johnson role on the Rockets next year. Yeah. You know, um, um, you could, see, I, I could see that happening. Yeah. What about, uh, let's talk about the Spurs. Um, it seems like their big off season, uh, things they have to address are, you know, Kawhi first and foremost, uh, Kawhi and whether, I guess, I mean, is it fair to wonder if Popovich is going to return? I mean, it seems, it seems like the team is at a big crossroads, you know, Popovich, his big. wife tra- tragically passes away. Um, it just feels mm-hmm. like a sea change moment potentially. I don't know. Um, uh, Kawhi, yeah, you know, I mean, if, if Kawhi stays, he's eligible for this insane pay raise. And he's 26. He's a two-time All-NBA player. He's due for a super max contract extension. Yeah. He, he's entitled yeah. to get a super max contract extension worth something like $220 million um, for five years. So, I mean, that's going to be a very hard thing, even even if he is disgruntled as, like, you're, you're reading about in media reports and stuff. I mean, that's a lot of money that the only team that can offer to him are the Spurs. So, um, 
some big decisions to be made in San Antonio? Major, major stuff. It, 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 you know, the sort of, I feel like what they're inferring in that article on ESPN yeah, about the Ramona Shelburne article, uh, yeah. his team and everything that's going on yep, is yep. that basically his agents want oh, God. him in a bigger market. Dude, those you guys know? sound like, I mean, I mean what a crackpot like kind of bunch. I mean, undercurrent. Oh yeah. But, but I, I mean, you know, it's the, I don't, there's part of me that's like, they're not wrong. Like, yeah. as much as I love the Spurs and we, we, we love that the Spurs are like this, the kind of like the pinnacle of the NBA organization, it's like, uh, do what, why do we expect that players yeah. who are not, players are not in this for the teams. Players are in this for their careers and for their money, you know, like, uh, weirdly having a child is like reshaped how I think about money and career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like we all think that they should want to be a part of this beautiful system of basketball the Spurs create. But like at the end of the day, it's like, this is about money. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I think like you've got to make as much money as possible. And if he can yeah. make more money as a bigger star in a bigger market, it's like, you cannot, you can't fault him for that. Hard to discount. You know? Yeah. Just like KD, man. Like, KD stayed for a really long time in Oklahoma City. And then it was like, you know, going to San Francisco, it's a bigger market. You know? He's on way more nationally televised games. And, like, that impacts his ability as to a, earn as a business person. Yeah. It's to earn. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, as much as I, like, yeah, there's a certain rom- there's like totally a certain was, was romance. The believed it. Like, there's like a certain romance to the Spurs and like that whole narrative yeah. that they're they're this like team first organization and everyone sort of like Absolutely. fits the mold and Kawhi is this like shy, docile, quiet guy and he doesn't want to be a celebrity or a, or a star player. It all sounds good, but you know, at the end of the day, like yeah. money, money talks. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly, and like I just think, you know. Um, it it doesn't feel like it's gonna work out between the two sides. I mean, you with, know? With, with or without Kawhi, I mean, the Spurs enter the off season and they need you know they need younger reinforcements. Like they need younger guys. Yeah. They need a younger, more athletic, more potent um, offensive roster. Uh, you know, I, I think their free agents going into the off season are Tony Parker, Kyle Anderson. Davis Bertans, um, they just need, yeah. you know, they have, uh, they have the 18th pick in the draft this year and they got to get a guy and they need, they need young talent. And I would say like, take a swing, man. It's like swing for the fences because like, this is a team that's been perennially drafting in the late twenties. Um, and yeah. they finally have a chance to be in the middle of the draft. So whatever, whatever happens with Kawhi, I just hope they turn over that roster a little bit. They need to get younger. Um, and that's the Spurs. Anything you want to say about the T-Wolves, the Blazers? I don't want to keep you too long here, but anything in terms of off-season no, no. off stuff for the Wolves and um, the Blazers? I don't, really have any, I don't really have many thoughts about the Blazers. I think I know, I, what I know is that they're completely capped out. They're capped and they, out. Uh, and they don't have enough talent to 
get further than they did. You Would know? you break up Lillard um, and McCollum? Or, or they feel a little bit like Raptors West. Like yeah. they played great Oof. during the regular oh. season, and then just like dude, oh. were completely outmatched. In that is playoffs. not where you want to be. I'm not. Don't tell Marty no. that you said that. Uh, because wow, Raptors West. Oof. Uh, what about what about the T Wolves? Um, the T Wolves. I think they got to look for a trade for Andrew Wing. Wow. I there it is. Yeah. They should. I mean, listen. He just signed a monster contract, yep. and. Um, I think you could get somebody to buy in, you know? Yep. Um, I just think, like, he and Tibbs don't click. Yeah. And I don't think he and Jimmy click. They're also in win-now win mode. You know what I mean? Like, with Jimmy with Jimmy yeah. Butler on the roster, a Tibbs-led team, like, they are trying their window, really. If, if Jimmy is the centerpiece and, and, and uh, Carl Anthony Towns is the guy coming in right behind him, it's like they're trying to do stuff now in the next three, four yeah. years. And, they got, and it just seems like they, they can't got wait. A couple years. They can't wait on Wiggins. Yeah. So I, I mean, wouldn't Jimmy's, be. Su- Jimmy's 29. So like he's wow. already like starting his, you know, his downslope right. out. So right. like right. you've got to think like they got to get. If they're going to do mean, something, they got to do it now. Jimmy feels, Jimmy feels younger because his emergence was recent, but like. You know, he was drafted at 22. So, like, he's, you know, he was, I think he was a four-year college player, or maybe three. But, like, he's older for the league. So, you got to, like, you know, I mean, God, I love Taj Gibson. He's, like, probably my favorite, (laughs) uh, one of my favorite NBA players Uh of all time, Uh um, just because of who he is. And I just feel like he was, I understand why Tibbs had him there, but I just think he's he's not helpful to their cause. You know, like yeah, Tibbs is doing a real Doc Rivers impression and just bringing in guys that he loves and having the exact same success he had with the Bulls. Yeah, you know, like first round, second round out, like, and it's, I, I yeah, you know, like it's predictable. I guess if nothing else. Predict. Yeah. Yeah. Predict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me throw some gambling stuff at you real quick. So uh, this podcast is going to be coming out Thursday morning. So yep. let's talk about the Thursday night basketball game. So we have Cleveland at Toronto for game two. Give me a, a point spread. So guess the line. Tell me who's winning and by how much. Uh, what is it? Um, uh, Cleveland minus. God, man. Vegas just sees it totally different. They have Toronto minus seven. Toronto minus seven. This is Wednesday, six o'clock Eastern time. Currently, Vegas has this pegged as Toronto minus seven, which to me, after last night, is unconscionable. I take, yeah, I take Cleveland in the point. I'm all over that. What about Philly at Boston for game two? Philly at Boston. Philly at Boston. I think the line is um, Philly minus three. Good job. Philly minus four. Um, hey. Yeah, there you go. All right. Some individual player props. We'll go through these real quick. Uh, I have Eric Gordon versus the Jazz on Wednesday over under two and a half three-pointers made. Eric Gordon. Over. 
great. Rudy Gobert on Wednesday at the Rockets over under 13 and a half points. Gobert over uh, 13 and a half points. I think uh, I'm going to say over. Great. Um, how about Clay Thompson versus the Pelicans on Friday over under 18 points? Under. True or false, Draymond Green will have a triple-double on Friday at home versus the Pelicans. <laughs> at home? Uh, at home. Wait, this would be... Friday, uh, okay, game sorry, two sorry, sorry, versus yeah, the yeah, Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yep. Game two versus the Pelicans, triple-double for Draymond? Draymond Green, um, true or false? No. No, false. false. Great. Love it. False. Um, let me give you a couple of odds. How about how about uh, we'll do a couple conference futures. So these are odds. Let me know if there are any of these that you like. Low risk, high reward, conference futures, odds to win the Eastern Conference. So I have the Boston Celtics at plus 175. So meaning if you bet $100 and you're correct, you hit it for $750 on top of your original 100 bucks. So Boston plus 750, Cleveland plus 180, Philadelphia plus 200, or the Toronto Raptors plus 240. Anything in there you like? Uh, I like that Boston one, man. Plus 750? I mean, yeah. Like after what we because just saw? Because I feel like that feels like that feels like fun to watch. Yeah, if we hit you know, it, like if we hit maybe it, maybe Boston comes crashing down. But, right, you know. Um, odds to not win, according to my pick. Odds to win the Western Conference. I have Golden State at minus one seventy five, meaning you have to bet one hundred seventy five dollars yeah. in order to win a hundred bucks. Um, I have Houston Rockets at plus one forty, New Orleans Pelicans at plus ten thousand. <laughs> And the Utah Jazz <laughs> and the Utah Jazz at plus three uh, thirty three hundred. Um, I would take that Houston. Bet. Yeah, I'd I take feel the like Houston that's, one. Uh, you know, I feel like you'd be you'd be winning some money, and I, and I do think that. Uh, oh man, Houston! That Houston Golden State is going to be real interesting. I know, man. I, I just. Hey, I, is, I, I want to believe I want to believe that Houston can do it because yeah. Harden is just out of his yeah. mind. But yeah. like, I don't know. Like Chris Paul's not the defender he used to be, right. and like, right? They don't defend well, and like, uh, you know, I can just see a world where where Golden State kind of like kicks it into high gear and and just dominates. Odds to win the know? NBA championship. I have Golden State at minus one twenty five. I have Houston at two to one, Cleveland at nine to one, Philadelphia at ten to one, Toronto at sixteen to one, Utah sixty six to one, Boston fifty to one, and New Orleans one hundred and fifty to one. Anything you like there? Two to one no, for the Rockets. Honestly, maybe nothing. I guess. Ugh, ugh. Two to one. I mean. Yeah, that's. I don't think those odds are good enough to put money on. It. <laughs> okay. Like I just think like yeah, it just doesn't feel. It's the Warriors, huh? It doesn't feel like the. You know, I'd have to be a real addict. Yeah. To place <laughs> any of those bets, it just feels so inevitable that it's going to be Golden State. Hey, so like yeah, I guess you could take that bet. You know. Yeah. You could yeah. Take that bet. Yeah. Like one twenty-five to win a hundred is probably the best you're going to get on a Golden State bet all year. Wow. Jeez. Hey, uh, before I let you go, I'm going to give you a little Bulls trivia. Yeah. Which team okay. originally drafted Nikola Miritich 
in the 2011 NBA draft? Was it A, Houston, B, Toronto, C, Brooklyn, D, Indiana, or E, Sacramento? Which team originally Holy drafted shit. Nico Miritich in the 2011 NBA draft? Sacramento. And it's A, Houston. Nikola Miritich oh. was drafted 23rd by the Rockets and then while he was still in Europe, and the pick, the pick was traded to Minnesota and then sent over to Chicago. Yeah. There you go. Hey, Drib, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, where can people find you online? What's your, what's your handle on Twitter? Oh, buddy, I am in a social media freeze right now. I'm oh, taking my time off. Good so, for you. You guys, if you want to find me, you yeah. can email me. <laughs> if you have my email. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can email at onthelinepod at gmail.com, and I'll put you in Matt exactly. if you want to hit him up for some, uh, for some predictions. All right, man. Thank you so much for hopping on the pod. It's always great talking to you. And let's, uh, yeah, let's touch base later in the playoffs. Sounds good, man. All right. Take care. Bye. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right, that was a conversation with Matt Hobby. Matt, thanks so much. It's always awesome talking to you. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at onthelinepod underscore pod. I'm on Instagram at onthelinepod. Email me at onthelinepod at gmail.com. Enjoy the playoffs. If you're in New York City, enjoy the incredible weather. And I will talk to you next week. <laughs>